The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hey everybody, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle flying solo on the Chalk Talk today because rather than talk about the Browns, there are some things that we need to talk about with this Bengals team and what is going on in the locker room. So I'm not in the locker room, so all we really can do is speculate. And that's all anybody's doing right now with the, the limited amount the media is able to access this year. But Bengals players are upset. All right, and we've seen some Bengals players uh, come out and express that. Now, this is a young, inexperienced coaching staff in many ways, uh, but they're dealing with some similar types of issues in Dallas, and and that is not a young, inexperienced coaching staff. All right, that's a that's a coach that, that went to the Super Bowl uh, at the at the head position, and there are some talented guys on that staff all around, and you know they're facing some some similar issues uh, with mostly veterans, you know, revolting (laughs) to some extent uh, and coming out and and expressing their displeasure, if that's a word. Uh, Now, we'll look at the Bengals specifically, obviously, and and I'm just pointing it out because, look, it's going on elsewhere and it's not not that these guys are young and don't know what they're doing because uh, it's happening in Dallas and that's a different type of situation there. Let's talk, uh, talk specifically, you know, about social media. Uh, you know, Darius Phillips, uh, his post last week. Sean Williams, you know, don't you know about not wasting talent and specifically, you know, their own talent. So look, those guys aren't happy with their playing time. Um, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, people aren't happy with their playing time sometimes. And and look, Sean Williams is a guy I've I've defended. I think that they should be using more of personally, but. A lot of Bengals fans don't particularly like him. There's a lot of you listening right now that wanted him to get cut. And, I mean, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, look, Taylor's lost the locker room because this guy's, you know, he's not happy. And also say, well, I don't want him to be on the team anyway. So, I mean, it, it, essentially you're you're agreeing that he shouldn't be playing that much. So that doesn't really mesh very well. But, look, this is just social media culture right now. I mean, this is something we have to accept. Um, I did not grow up in, in this culture personally, but I've you know spent enough time 
uh, you know, in coaching and being around people. And you just got to understand, like, this is going to happen. And I think Taylor and his staff has done a, a good job of, you know, understanding that and saying, you know, not getting worked up because players are, are dealing with things in that way and not the way that I'm sure the coaching staff would prefer. Um, I would prefer as a as a coach myself, but you kind of got to deal with it because that's what it is, all right? And how many of you have, just like me, you know, complained about something, all right, through the necessary channels and, and complaining uh, with customer service? Uh, you don't hear anything, but when you tweet it, all of a sudden you get a response. So that's what... Uh, that's the culture, and that's what we've been taught. That's what's being reinforced right now. So um, for better or worse, that's what it is, and you can't you can't really look too negatively at it because it is what it is. Um, you don't have any control over that. So has Taylor lost the locker room? No, all right? Absolutely not. I think that's a, that's a huge jump that uh, that some people are making. We've seen news reports out of Cincinnati that say the same, that no, he hasn't. It's a, it's a select few um, that are displeased. Um, I think it's pretty clear when you watch Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor in press conferences, uh, they're speaking the same language, all right? Those two are on the same page, and Joe Burrow's all in, all right? It's one or two things. Either he is completely all in and he buys into Zach Taylor, or he is incredibly well coached by uh, by their communication staff, uh, which like like that's that's reaching right to say that, that that's the case. If they're putting that much effort into it, I think that, that you know things are going pretty well probably. So um, guys, those guys are on the same page. So as much as some of you may not like Taylor, the big guy does. All right, Joe likes him. Joe believes in him. Uh, that faith is there. So. Taylor also in you know speaking of his press conferences he's not pointing fingers right um, you know he's he's people talk about coach speak but look all these things are true like well we need to make you know we need to work harder we need to improve in this area um, there was one or two players that could have won that game it was absolutely true all right and somebody followed up on that by the way with oh well what were the couple of plays like no they're everywhere all right and, and in any of those games, I can, you know, easily find a dozen plays that could have changed the course of those games. There are some obvious ones, right? Uh, he connects with John Ross in, in the Chargers game on that touchdown. Maybe they win that game, all right? Obviously. So that's just one one example. But look, when, he, when they're talking to Taylor, like after this week, he said the offense needed to score in the second half. The offense needed to do more in the second half to win that game. And some people are saying, well, geez, it was the defense. The defense was terrible. But look, Taylor coaches the offense. So when he's asked those questions, he's going to put it on the offense. He's going to talk about the offense because that's his position group. That's putting it on on himself more than anything. He's not going to be like, oh, defense stinks, right? You know, he's ultimately responsible for everything. But that's putting on a different group of guys. Same thing with Jim Turner, by the way, right? Uh, People have complained about Jim Turner defending his guys, um, I've seen people say that. Look, that's a good thing, right? His guys are his guys, all right? And I, I don't think they're going to go out and, and sign Spain. Hopefully they do, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but, look, these guys aren't going anywhere. Bobby Hart's the right tackle until somebody steps up. And right now it's not Fred Johnson. And I don't think right now it's Hakeem Adenogy either. All right, maybe it is in a year, but I don't think it's those guys right now. 
So they've got what they've got at this point. He needs to defend his guys, all right, because those are his guys. That is when you lose a locker room, when you start pointing fingers. When, you know, Jim Turner got up there and said, well, this guy can't play at right guard. This guy can't play at left guard. This guy's terrible at right tackle. Well, yeah, then they're going to get worse. They're not going to play for him at that point, right? If if you want to lose the defense as an offensive coach, right, go ahead and go into a press conference and say, yeah, we blew that lead in that second quarter, right? He's not going to say that. That's how you lose the locker room. So, no, Taylor has not lost the locker room. Now, let's talk about what's going on here. Look, it's a lot of veterans, right? And, and, and people point to them and they say, well, the veterans know what's going on. But, look, these veterans – are Marvin Lewis guys, all right? They're, they're Marvin Lewis carryovers. Marvin Lewis did some really good things in Cincinnati. He took a very bad football team and made it into a good football team. He never made it into a great football team. He never won a playoff game, all right? I, I have a ton of respect for him for everything he was able to do in Cincinnati, but he was never able to do that. So that's what this is about, all right? It's not about, hey, the Bengals sucked last year. Let's make them competitive, in the you know to get to the playoffs again it's about let's make them a super bowl contender we got the quarterback let's put some things together and we talk about changing the culture again not coach speak it's a real thing right it's definitely a real thing so look since the guys that are are voicing their displeasure which largely ties in with their own playing time all right since these guys are carryovers from the previous staff Maybe that's an indication that they're wrong, all right? That they're just having trouble adjusting, having trouble changing, having trouble getting on board with this new coaching staff that is trying to change things, that is trying to turn things around, all right? I don't know if they're the guys that, that are going to do it or not, all right, that, that this new coaching staff. But for them to have an opportunity to, everybody needs to be on board, all right? And, and look, yes, Taylor has not. You know, Taylor's won, won three games so far, okay? But that's not completely on the coaching staff, all right? Uh, like, they need to get that buy-in, all right? They need to figure that stuff out. And it's nothing personal, all right? I think we tend to, in, in life, we look at, at uh, dispositional causes rather than situational causes, all right? So somebody does something bad, they're a bad person, all right? That's disposition, but the majority of people aren't bad people, right? The majority of the time when somebody does something bad, it's the situation, all right? Um, they're uncomfortable. They're not in a good spot. You know, they were pushed the wrong way, whatever it is, situational causes. So think about a job that you've had where a new boss comes in and things change. And maybe a coworker who has been a really good worker and a good friend of yours for years, all of a sudden, they're a problem, all right? They're not on board. They don't want to change. Change is difficult. Change is painful, right? And sometimes people aren't on board with these things, and, and they just they just can't turn around. I mean, you know, sometimes it just takes a minute, you know, like it takes a little bit of time. You got to, you know, you got to go through it, and it's rough, and sometimes they just got to go, all right? They're, and they'll tend to bring people in, you know, if you've been in that situation with your friend, right? Then you face that dilemma. Should I, I join, all right, and and be displeased, or should I get on board and, and try and make this thing, you know, what the new boss wants it to be and, and do my job? 
And I mean, really, at the end of the day, they're not bad people. They're not really bad teammates, and it shouldn't tarnish their their legacy if they're not feeling what's going on. Maybe it's just not right for them. Maybe it's just not a good fit. Again, we've all had that sort of situation with jobs too, where it's like, all right, this this can work, but not for me, you know. So I'm not talking about anybody specifically, but you know, maybe some of these guys either they either need to fight through it and, and figure it out and get on board. And I think that's what Taylor's trying to do with guys. I, I think that's why they have not traded some of these veterans. Uh, as we talked about last year, I think I think Taylor wants everybody in. But it might not work that way. All right. Sometimes. But here's, here's the thing. Sometimes these guys that fight you, and, and I've been through this situation before where, where um, brand new coaching staff coming in. I was a part of a, a brand new coaching staff coming in. And, you know, some guys will buy in right away, you know, or they'll try to. Um, but the guys that you really have to fight, like, they end up being your strongest supporters if they make it, right? Sometimes they don't make it. Sometimes they got to go. Uh, but they, it's one of two things. They become they become a problem. They have to go. Or they become your staunchest supporters, all right? Because they tried to fight it, and it took so much to get them over that once you win them over, you know, they are really all in. They're those players that you, you need to succeed. I've also seen it the other way. Um, you know, when you're deep into the season – having some kind of ups and downs, you know, having an up and down year and player who was, was starting and done some really good things uh, for us. One day we were just out of practice and he was just, something was wrong. Um, And another coach actually kind of, you know, the, the the head guy actually kind of spotted him. was like, Hey man, why don't you, why don't you take a break? Why don't you, you know, why don't you go in for a little bit? You know, we'll talk after practice. I can tell something's not right. And this, this guy just, became a problem like right there right then and there uh we 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 were trying to stop it uh trying to hold it off and then basically the guy refused to to step aside um and essentially got cut right there in the practice field um when that guy left a huge weight was lifted off the entire position group and because I had been blinded by the success this guy had had in the past and by the fact that, that he had been good for us in the past, um, whatever the change was, it had been bringing these guys down for weeks, and I didn't even know it. Um, and that's that's on me for not realizing that. But the point I'm trying to make here is sometimes a guy going, you know, can be a good thing. And... and it's nothing against them. You know, they can find success somewhere else. But sometimes people got to go. And and that's what it comes down to, especially when you're changing, especially when you're new, especially when you're trying to do some different things, take things to a new place. Sometimes the guys got to go. So we'll see what happens with that. But look, believe me, this is not about a grudge, right? These coaches want to win. These coaches realize that their jobs are on the line every day, right? And that's one thing that every coach in America <laughs> knows, right? Your job is on the line every day. You are always coaching for your job. <clears throat> and so things aren't about, aren't about grudges. Now, look, if, it, if somebody's 
becoming a problem and they're being like disciplined, like, hey, you're not going to play as much because, you know, like until you get on board with this. That's not a grudge. That's that's coaching. That's leadership. That's something that's going to happen. All right. Um, and usually the, you know, the my coach hates me thing is you're just lying to yourself, you know. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So let's talk specifically about some of these things. And look, we don't know what's going on with all these situations. But, uh, you know, Phillips voice and displeasure. Um, he's basically splitting time with LaShawn Sims. Look, watch the film. Sims hasn't been playing that well. I, I think I know he's banged up, so maybe maybe that's what it is. But they don't have a cornerback number two right now. They're trying to create one from a combination of Phillips and Sims uh, because neither one of them can really be the guy they need right now. All right, they're, they're missing that without Trey Waynes. All right, and that, that's a fact. You can watch, watch the film. All right, I like Phillips. I know we all like Phillips. Um, He's just a step behind where he needs to be. Way too much. All right? Just a lot right now. Uh, watch the last Browns game. I mean, that's a great example of that. Um, Carlos. Okay? Unhappy with his usage. Look, Lawson's been playing really well. Carlos kind of need to be a situational guy. All right? Fully agreed with that move of kind of flipping those guys. And honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Um... I was, however, very confused when Hubbard went out, and that didn't mean more for Lyle Dunlap. So that I don't get. But look, the, the initial, you know, quote unquote, demotion, I get it. Um, we'll talk more about Carlos and his response in a minute here. Gino, Gino's hurt. All right, and and that's what I've thought all along, and I've said it, and people have fought me on it. Uh, but then this week on, on the Bengals booth podcast, Lap said the same thing. He's like, look, he probably needs surgery, and he's just trying to fight through. The medical staff is probably telling the Bengals that he can't go that much. Um, so I think that's medical. I, again, why? It makes no flipping sense. <laughs> they're not playing him more than they are, and they're, and they're getting all these other guys in here. It's got to be a medical thing. And... I don't have insider information on that, but I feel like if Dave Lapham's saying that, then that you can take it to the bank. So you didn't hear from me. You heard it from Lap. I mean, you know, go and listen to that podcast at like something's still messed up with the guy's shoulder. And, and that's, that's gotta be what that's all about. Cause it's the only thing that makes sense. 
Okay, so look, let's let's point some fingers to the coaching staff now. Communication has definitely been a problem. So we talked about the Carlos Dunlap benching. He read it on a on a whiteboard minutes before he went into a Zoom meeting. That's not cool. All right. Um, there was also uh, Elise Jesse, uh, who a friend of the podcast. You should give her a follow on on Twitter. Great Bengals insider. Covered the Bengals for seven years, at least seven years. Anywho, uh, so uh, Elise. Recently tweeted, she's she's had people, uh, players, uh, you know, telling her that Al Golden is is making the defensive calls on third down, and nobody understands why. So, <laughs> um, look, I if that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do things, and I am all in for for trying different things. Um, the issue here is that the defense doesn't understand it. So that, again, speaks to communication, all right, that, that they're not saying, hey, we're doing this with Al this year. Um, you know, he's got this experience. Uh, this is going to, you know, allow us to divide and conquer a little bit better. You know, like something. Like it, like the fact that they don't have any idea why they're doing it, um, that's my issue with it, right? Not it in and of itself, um, but the lack of communication. So I definitely think that's something that's a little bit funky with this team. Um, overall, though, look, look with with these guys that are frustrated, it's it's about them and it's about how they respond. So AJ Green, you know, all the amateur lip readers were out there uh, saying he was saying just trade me in the sidelines or whatever. Um, who knows? Guess what? He he put things together, and he had a really good game last week. Um, very productive uh, in that in that Colts game. So he was able to flip that switch. This is what Los needs to do, and this is what that Instagram um, chip eating session needs to do. There's a lot more going on there, actually. Charlie, uh, the, 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 there's some uh, you know good reports from the Inquirer. Those guys got what is going on with it. Um, you know, specifically, specifically Charlie at the Inquirer understood what was going on. So there's some things that he was getting at there. But, look, basically, he admitted he didn't do a very good, good job of communication. Obviously, they didn't do it do it either. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to handle your business. So hopefully this refocuses him and allows him to take a, a turn and, and turn a corner just like AJ did. They're going to need some pass rush. All right, and and whether he's playing fifty reps or thirty reps in this game, you know, or less, uh, what can he do when he is out there? Can he put Baker Mayfield on the ground? Um, can he really step up and be, you know, be what this this team needs him to be on the field? Right. So he's gonna have he's gotta have that AJ reaction and turn that corner. All right. And again, some, a lot of these other guys, it, it, it's, it's playing time. We talked about the Sean Williams thing. We talked about the Darius Phillips thing. All right. Guys, you know, look, if you're not happy with your role, you, you got to work, right? You know, um, you got to work at it, right? You got to work hard. You got to redouble your efforts. You got to focus. Again, these guys aren't holding grudges. It's not about that because they're not going to have their jobs for a long if it is, all right? It's not about that, all right? If you don't like what your role is, this is, look, this is for everything in life. You don't like where you're at. Work harder, work smarter, figure it out. 
And that's what these guys had to do. And at a certain point, self-awareness comes in as well. You know, maybe these, you know, this guy shouldn't be starting at this point in his life, at this point in his career. Maybe this guy, you know, you got to figure out what was the best for you. How can you be successful now? All right. Obviously, you're pushing for what you really want, but then you've got to also understand yourself, your limitations. You know, like I, I talk about you know, working harder and doing all this stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, nobody listening to this podcast probably is, is playing in the NFL anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, as much as you you may want it, as, as hard as you might work at it, it's not going to happen for most, most of us. Um so there is a, a, a dose of self-awareness that has to come with this stuff as well. All right. So let's sum up however long I've been talking uh, in about 30 seconds here. Um, I don't think Taylor's lost this locker room. I think Joe Burrow's on board with him. I don't think Zach Taylor's going anywhere anytime soon. So we got to, you know, we got to rally behind that and realize that that's what it is right now. All right. Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully they're right, you know, and hopefully it's just about figuring out a few things, moving a couple pieces. All right. Uh, they're, they obviously need to make a few additions in the off season. They are lacking in a, in a few areas that we won't get into at this time. Uh, but also, you know, just getting that full buy-in from everybody, um, is huge to taking that next step. All right. And I'll tell you what, that kind of collapse against uh, against Indy in the second quarter, um, bouncing back from that, coming in with a win this week, getting a little bit of confidence, uh, beating the cross state rival, that could be huge. All right, that could be a, a potential turning point. They're gonna have another tough one you know, coming up a week later. But then you get the bye week, and you can really really focus. And they've got a lot of winnable g- games after the bye week. All right, and they've got some divisional games too, but they've got a lot of you know, really winnable games after the bye week. So that's where I'm at with him. All right. I don't think they've lost anything personally. I don't think they've lost anything. Um, they need to keep fighting and they need to figure out some of these, some of these things and figure out, look, is, you know, how can we get these guys involved? Uh, what's the best fit for this person? And if they're in, they're in. And if they're not, they're not. And if they're not, then, you know, thank you next, you know, and, and it stinks because we're, you know, some of the guys, a couple of the guys we're talking about are, are longtime Bengals favorites, but sometimes it's just not right anymore. And everybody's got to move on, which is better for everybody involved. So this is Bengals Chalk Talk, uh, <laughs> a, bit, a little bit gloomy uh, at the end there, but look, the, like these are real things and, and, and I relate it because I've, I've seen it. And I've experienced it, and I've been through, and I've been on, look, I've been the bad guy in these situations. No doubt, right? <laughs> like, um, and I've been on the right and the wrong side of that stuff. Um, I've, I've seen it lots of times, you know, as a player, as a coach. So, relaying that, uh, and but I think it's, it's relatable to a lot of people. And I, I think if you think about your own life and your own jobs, like, you can see some of those things that, that have happened. So this is Bengals Chalk Talk. Thank you for joining me today. Check out the uh, Narragansett pregame show coming up on Sunday. It'll be at 11 o'clock. We've got a special guest, fan of the week, 
this week. So make sure you're joining us for that as we count down to the Browns matchup and get you ready to go. Who day? Yeah, we coming for with sours. You hear the crowd, we coming for with sours.